0: everyone. Welcome to the Lost Map podcast. I'm your host, Pictish Trail. Normally I'd be speaking to you from my home on the Isle of Egg, but at the moment I'm in a Premier Inn. And there isn't a Premier Inn on the Isle of Egg. I'm in a Premier Inn in Glasgow. This podcast is not sponsored by the Premier Inn. I'm just going to point that out. I'm down here at the Premier Inn in Glasgow to do a few days of rehearsals with my band, the Pictish Trail Band. We're not rehearsing in the Premier Inn. We're rehearsing in a studio space in Glasgow. I'm just staying overnight for a couple of nights at the Premier Inn in Glasgow. We really should get sponsored by the the Premier Inn. I'd like some discounts. We're rehearsing because we've got some gigs coming up. Can you believe it? Our next gig is Green Man Festival in Wales on Saturday the 21st of August. And I'm so excited. It's the best festival in the world because it's my favourite festival. In the world. So that means it's the best festival. And then, you know, the following week, we've got another show after Green Man. We've got another show the next week at Jupiter Rising Festival on Saturday, the 28th of August. And I know I've just said that Green Man Festival is the best festival and my favorite festival in the world, but let me tell you, I'm really excited about Jupiter Rising Festival as well. I'm really excited about it. Okay. Jupiter Rising is taking place at Jupiter Artland which is not in Jupiter, it's just on the outskirts of Edinburgh. Two Saturday night festival shows, back-to-back, practically, you know, separated by a week, but back-to-back Saturday night festival shows. Excited and terrified in equal measure, which is how it always is, you know. that's Before any big live festival show, that's how you always feel. But it's been, over the pandemic, you know, it's been a long stint of time since I felt that combination and... Yeah, the build-up is pretty immense. I've expressed this anxiety to a few friends and they've each said to me, you know, these festival crowds are going to be happy to listen to anything. They're just happy to be there. You know, they'll be happy to see you, but they're just happy to be there. But what if it goes the other way? What happens if this audience, you know, who've been starved of decent entertainment over the past 18 months and probably feeling a bit tormented by the incessant slew of lo-fi live stream bedroom performances that you've subjected them to over that time. What happens if this audience just simply loses its shit and goes wild with anger? You know, you go on stage, play a medley of fluffed chords, half-forgotten mumbled lyrics and a half-arsed apology and, a you know, a bit of a laugh, and then the crowd's like, no way, nope, and suddenly Snaps. Snaps like the rusty B-string on that acoustic guitar you've not changed since December 2019. All of a sudden the stage is being invaded, you're getting punched in your lockdown moobs and you're being carried against your will towards a giant wicker green man for the first sacrificial burning of the weekend. Well, let's just hope that doesn't happen for the sake of this podcast, if nothing else. Okay, well, this has been a good pep talk. I think maybe we should have a little look in the Lost Map Post Map Club Mailbag. Postmap Club, Postmap Club, Postmap Club, it's a very nice club.
1: Early in the morning, just as day is
0: dawning, Victor's Trail is talking loads of shite. Postmap Club? What's that? Well, Postmap Club is our membership club in which we send you postcards, actual postcards in the post at the beginning of every month these printed postcards they've got a bit of artwork on the front of them a photo usually or a bit of art that's what (laughs) a bit of art and a drawing maybe a painting and on the other side they contain download codes and you can use these download codes to download new music that we're releasing on the label sometimes it's brand new singles and uh, other times it's exclusive tracks, some rarities, live sessions, some audio experiments, all from different members of the Lost Map Collective. We send you two or three different postcards each month, and when you sign up for the first time, you get a double bumper pack of different postcards, and you also get a membership badge, you get a monthly newsletter from me, and you get discount codes for other merchandise in our web shop. It's a nice way for you to support what we're doing as a label. If you enjoy this podcast and you like the music that you hear, you should sign up. There are currently three tiers of membership, starting at just £3 a month. All three tiers get exactly the same stuff. The only difference is, if you pay more, you get a slightly bigger badge. You can also purchase a gift membership for a loved one. If you'd like to become a member, you can find out more on all of that stuff by going to lostmap.com forward slash club. If you sign up during the month of August 2021, you will receive the following postcards. First up, the return of Bassian with the single You Have Bewitched Me I love Bas-Yan so much whenever I would see them play live I would run to the front of the crowd get up to the barrier take off my top and scream It's the Beatles! It's the Beatles! <laughs> and um, it's factually inaccurate because at the time they were a three-piece although now they are a fab four Seraphina Steer Rachel Horwood Emma Smith and Charlie Stock are all, collectively, Bass Yan. When we released their debut album, Yes I Yan in 2018, it was our fastest selling LP. We sold out of all the copies within two months and uh, it's not hard to see why. Their songs are such an intoxicating mix of heart-thumping post-punk with a psychedelic pop immediacy and this abstract sense of humour that really draws you in. Seraphine is one of my favourite lyricists, and yeah, on this new single, You Have Bewitched Me, she chants, I'm mesmerised, I'm mesmerised, I'm mesmerised, before incanting the song's chorus. There's a real joyful sense of abandon to the whole thing, and it's this is the first material since the Instant Nostalgia EP, which came out in 2018 and uh, it was recorded at Cafe Otto in London over lockdown and there'll be more from Bassian to come soon, but yes, Post Map Club members can enjoy the new single, You Have Bewitched Me, right now.
1: I fantasize about taking a new name and starting over again I've assassinated my old self You say what But I know you think it's wrong I was troubled, I was troubled all along
0: We have the debut material from Angus Johnson, the solo nom de plume for Craig Angus, the lead singer and songwriter with the Glasgow-based band Savage Mansion. This is a collaboration with the electronic producer Jamie Scott, I'll give you more information on the project and we'll hear from Craig himself later in today's episode. But yeah, you're currently listening to Trouble of Mine, one of two tracks from Angus Johnson's Postcard. Finally, in this month's mailbag, we've got a new single from Jenny Moore's Mystic Business. He Earns Enough is a powerful, uncompromising call to arms that literally stomps and slaps its message into you over a hypnotic and indeed mystical set of harmonies. It's the title track from the He Earns Enough EP, uh, which is coming out on 12-inch vinyl on October 8th. It's an amazing record. It features the previous singles I Am Afraid and Woman Is A Word. You can pre-order the EP from the Lost Map webshop and from our Bandcamp page on August 6th and Postmap Club members will get a special discount voucher code. On this month's postcard as well as He Earns Enough, there are two non-EP tracks, Feels Like Grace and We Want Our Bodies Back, both of which have been recorded live and a cappella at the Earth Concert Hall in Hackney. The performances were also filmed and we'll have the video go up Online over the next month, so keep a lookout for that. But in the meantime, here is He Earns Enough in Full.
2: Like your love of gel, or your ex-lover's hat They're really not lost, you're just the one back Like your self-respect, or your neighbours Then they They're not really lost, just like this bit we call a chat
3: Hi Bart Hi Laura It's good to chat with you again
4: It's... So nice to chat with you again. I was, I was lost without it.
3: I was lost chat without you.
4: Welcome to another lost chat.
3: Welcome you Bart, and welcome you dear listener. Welcome in. In you come. Um, it's
4: closer behind you.
3: Yep, keep your mask on.
4: <laughs> yeah, stay two meters away.
3: We have a Laura. Laura laughs. With, with another a, Laura,
4: a double Laura, two Lauras for your money,
3: for for free money, for free money, <laughs> two, two Lauras for, for no money, two, two, Lauras two Lauras or your money back, no money, but no hashtag no refunds. <laughs> <laughs> um, we have the wonderful, enigmatic, eighties pop star, Laura Cotsi, from Fire Stations, discussing life, art
2: and golf in our latest Lost Chat. You are stronger and suffer and you think you're not going down anytime soon.
3: Welcome to Lost Chat's Laura Copsey and I got a Hello. Aha, <laughs> stuck on my foot. That's the glamour of working in your room.
5: <laughs> Hi. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's nice to see you both. Uh, uh, it's nice to see you. Yeah. On Freedom Day. Uh,
3: yeah, on Freedom Day <laughs> to get down there in person. We're recording this in person, breathing into each other's delicious faces. We're more um, than two meters together. <laughs>
4: I guess people, by the time this goes out, people have forgotten what the pandemic was now that it's Freedom Day.
5: Yeah, now it's all yeah. over. Do you remember that? Do you remember the pandemic?
3: Barely. It's been hours now. It's been over for about, <laughs> what, eight hours? <laughs> so we have a selection of questions to ask you. Thanks very much for coming to speak with us. And we will get to, obviously, all of the the questions around your artistic contributions to Fire Stations later. First of all, we have some questions that we have curated from a wonderful service called at Smash Hitspot on Twitter, which, (laughs) yes, it does collate a bunch of questions asked in popular magazine Smash Hits.
5: Amazing. So yeah, bring it. You
3: are our eighties pop star. How do you feel?
5: Eighties <laughs> are pretty good, I reckon. I don't know. Can't remember. I wasn't properly born. I was born, <laughs> but like not any just. I reckon the eighties. Yeah, I could rock the eighties. Amazing. Are you ready,
3: Laura. Who was your first crush?
5: Oh, like real or imagined, or up, or like celebrity? I had a poster of Jarvis Cocker on my wall. Um, and and um, who the kid from the Terminator? Edward Fairlong, (laughs) but it was also like this horrible boy in my class as well. I've I got my teenage diaries back recently from my mum's attic. It's excruciating. Ah, so yeah, no names will be mentioned, but um, yeah, it was heavy crushes all over the place. Crush, crush, crush.
3: (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Amazing. So we'll take we'll take Jarvis. Yeah, the
5: Top one of the three, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: I mean, it feels weird to put a child in there. So I mean, Jarvis. I still stand
5: by that, actually. <laughs> 12-year-old Laura was right.
3: Do you know what? I was getting rid of some recycling earlier. Still not going to get rid of the big issue with Jarvis on the front. It's just not going to happen. Sorry, keeping it forever. <laughs> Number two, what do you think about vegans?
5: <laughs> vegans? Well, I think it's brilliant. I'm, I would be one if I could give up cheese, but I pretty much am vegan anyway. Although, no, that's a lie. I ate a bit of chicken about a month ago. <laughs> but, like, yeah, I think it's... Yeah, do it.
3: I just love the context. Like, when was the context... When was this written about? What was going on in the world of veganism? That somebody was like, what do you think about vegans?
5: <laughs> love it. It's only really recently that people have chilled out. I think vegetarians were kind of common in the 90s, but vegans were always, like, grilled about, Oh, you don't eat this, you don't eat that, you don't eat this. But now it's just normal. Everyone, pretty much everyone I know is vegan. <laughs> But I like cheese. Sorry,
3: everyone. <laughs> Can you mend a puncture on a bicycle tyre? Oh, you know,
5: I'm really shit at that. Every time I have to take it to my friend Toby and sort of buy him some pints in exchange. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure I could do it, but it's just easier to like take it to him and he'll like fix it in five minutes. For me, it would be watching YouTube videos, swearing quite a lot, and I'm sure it's like super easy. That's embarrassing. I can't do
3: that. How frequently are we talking? Are you? Like... Oh, not that
5: often. I've got like those Kevlar tyres, so. Toby was starting to get annoyed at the frequency, <laughs> I think. He was like, can you just piss off, please?
4: It's probably costing you a fortune, please,
5: as well. Oh, yeah, just mm-hmm. cheap cans of red stripe from the jet garage.
3: <laughs> Sum yourself up in one word. Curious. Ooh.
5: Yeah, I'm, like, a, such a geek. I, just, I get interested in everything. I think I've maybe... I've always thought maybe I've got ADHD. I just go on these, like, massive tangents all the time. But it's, it's fun. Fun adventures.
3: Have you had a recent Wikipedia dive recently that you're particularly... Oh, my God.
5: Yeah. Um, I don't know if either of you... Do you know Bob's Burgers, the, the cartoon TV show? Yeah. Are we aware of
3: it?
5: There was an episode of that that I watched recently um, where they found this like, lump of ambergris. Have you ever heard of it? Ambergris.
3: Is that the whale stuff? The whale brain yeah. stuff? Yeah. It's
5: like it's, it, you find it on the beach, it's like these lumps, they look like yeah. rocks. I'd never heard of it, there's a whole blog about finding a lump of ambergris. but apparently it's like £11,000 a kilogram. So I'm on the hunt now, and I went down like a proper Wikipedia wormhole, like trying to find out what it looks like, <laughs> where you find it, because I was like, oh, I could really do with some money. <laughs> so,
3: apparently it's using perfumes. Yeah. So like, just get a bit of whale goo and just rub it behind your ears, <laughs> and then... Yeah. gross
5: who knew that was a thing though i didn't but thanks bob's burgers for educating me
3: <laughs> i suspect also not vegan though so yeah no, add another
5: um, thing no not vegan
3: yeah not vegan so.
5: vomit like i wouldn't you wouldn't eat it but <laughs> <you know. laughs>
3: Question number five. Were you good at art at school?
5: I was, but I didn't. I didn't take art at GCSE. I had to choose between art and music. I sort of regret that because I think I would do music the same anyway. I don't think I got anything out of it, but I think art I'd have got to it a lot sooner.
3: Um, now, you have just told us that you were wearing pyjamas. However, what have you got in your pockets right now? Oh, what have I got? I've got a highlighter pen. Oh, brilliant. Um, have you got, have you got pockets in your jammies? Oh, no, it's a, it's a cardigan with Ah, underneath. okay, okay, okay Yeah,
5: you know, you can only see me from the face up So it's like, <laughs> I'm wearing shorts, I'm wearing shorts <laughs> What have you been highlighting? Just like, everything You know, <laughs> useful stuff Like, at the moment I'm doing a research project About river nerds, art stuff But um, So I'm reading a lot about this fake river And highlighting all the stuff that's useful
3: I've <laughs> got a lot Ooh. of stuff spinning around my brain have you ever wished you were six foot six tall?
5: No, that'd be really stressful. I don't. I'm, I mean, my heart goes out to people that are super tall because, like, I, I hit my head on enough stuff already. Like bending down all the time, I just I'm too clumsy for that. And um, yeah, <laughs> no.
3: <laughs> How tall are you? I I'm can't like remember. Five foot
5: six, I think. Five foot okay. seven.
3: We in Scotland would class as tall, so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> extremely. I'm, to, tall. I'm
5: happy with my height. Six I mean it would be an advantage if you wanted to play basketball I suppose of course or climb trees it'd be handy you could just reach up but um, no I would be a disaster if I was bigger than this.
3: <laughs> Do you hate being criticised?
5: I guess it's not very nice is it but if it's helpful it's useful but if it's just bitchy mean no but yeah is this going to turn into therapy with Laura and Bart?
4: Feels like it's <laughs> heading that direction.
3: Wait, wait till you hear the next one. Laura. <laughs> what colour is happiness? Uh, green. I think it's green. Uh, oh. I have a green pen. And you have a green, green. pen. <gasps> this is happiness. We've
5: all got a little bit of happiness.
3: Yeah, I mm-hmm. think green's
5: good. Nature, you know, all that good stuff. All the good green.
3: I'm uh, a green. <laughs> green? green? Uh. Now this one is getting really deep into therapy. <laughs> Who would
5: you rather play golf with? Adam and the Ants, the village people, or Bruce Springsteen? Oh, my God. I wouldn't want to play golf at all. <laughs>
3: what about like, going... Crazy Golf?
5: Oh, yeah, that would be okay. Okay. Crazy Golf. Or maybe uh, Adam and the Ants. would be pretty fun, I reckon. Bruce fun. Springsteen would just like, get his guitar out and do some sort of mega solo. I mean, it would be exciting, I suppose. But like, I think Adam and the Ants have the best night out, wouldn't you? Although the village people would also really rock it. I think the village people, but then maybe Adam and the Adam and the Ants can come along later. <laughs> Great answer. Golf is golf is. What's the point of golf? <laughs> Sorry to all the golf people out there, but like, oh my god, you I've got patience.
3: There's yeah. actually a huge crossover in the Lost Map and golf audience. <laughs> um, I don't know. It's a Scottish thing, uh, but our listeners are going to be furious. No. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Do you know
5: anyone called Bob? Mm, not in real life. No, only Bob's mm. Burgers, and I don't think he's real. Do I know anyone called Bob? No, I know a cat called Bob. Bob from Twin Peaks. He's not real. <laughs> literally, no Bobs in my life. Shame.
3: My cousin's dad is called Robert, which I, te- I guess means Bob is my uncle.
4: Bob's literally your uncle.
3: Mm. <laughs> but that—that's pretty much it.
4: I feel like a cat counts. I would, I would class that as a, you knowing a bob. It's a yeah. legitimate bob.
3: Yeah. Okay. Do
5: you know anyone with a bob? The haircut. Yeah, my friend Sarah. She looks sharp.
3: Oh, short, I love a sharp bob. She looks good. And uh, congratulations. You have finished the Smash Hits bot questionnaire.
5: Amazing. Do you think I'll be an 80s pop star then? Because that's... cemented my 80s status no
3: (laughs) I think so I think even early 90s perhaps
5: (laughs) the early 90s were pretty good it wasn't as bad the mid 90s got savaged by um, Spice Girls in my my opinion Mm. (laughs) hot take (laughs) (laughs) a lot of golf playing Spice Girls fans listen to the podcast oh dear me digging myself a hole (laughs) with a golf club yeah
3: we shouldn't do that, not on a golf course. They'll be furious.
5: <laughs> Adding, it's an additional challenge though, don't they like that? They like holes of <laughs> sand in. Places that Bob can go and hang out and take a crap. So it's, it's, it's all come full circle. <laughs> oh, do
3: you know what they call the, uh, the golf courses? No. Nope. Greens. Oh. Happy.
5: It's Start, starting to get a bit creepy, actually.
3: <laughs> do you know that Barr is actually Darren Brown? <laughs> oh. <laughs> placing all these answers.
5: <laughs> Some kind of magic. No
2: private space So where do we go when we need to hide? Run away Get away from us our- slides, catch a train, across the border in the rain, we're so far away it's clear,
3: but still so near. wee bit about the art bundles and the EP's throughout lockdown and I genuinely can't even remember these did start as a lockdown project? No, they were were happening anyway, pre-lockdown, right? I Uh, can't remember time anymore
5: I think the lockdown kind of made it happen really because we had trying to think back because it was over a year ago now but we had like a record ready to go like we had like loads of tracks but it was yeah we couldn't quite get it in the right order it wasn't quite working it sort of felt like EPs and then um yeah Johnny suggested that we that we split it into kind of mixtape kind of EPs so then we started kind of bundling the songs together to sort of make a bit more kind of conceptual sense I suppose and then had to come up with extra titles which is always really hard isn't it but um, once we'd done that we were like okay so these are like mixtapes and I've always liked the idea of, like, why is merch not weirder? You could, you could do something really quite strange. So in my head, it started off as a joke, the fish and chip fork. I just thought it would be funny to have, like, a band fish and chip <laughs> fork. Um, and then sort of from there, it sort of grew slightly more and more absurd as it went on. But then I think it's hung together pretty well. I'm quite happy with it. Yeah, I remember talking to Johnny and Kate, and they were like, oh, God, are you going to bankrupt Factory Records? <laughs> is, this, is this really a sensible option? But... Um, yeah, it's, it's worked out all right, because I'm pretty DIY. I've done it all myself, so with, with, with the help of some excellent friends, like the fish and chip folks with my friend Phil, um, Philip Crew, who's a designer. Like, Just, yeah, good buds helping out. It's been really fun, actually.
4: What's in the Pixel Wilderness art bundle?
5: You get, I can show you. Yeah. Um, sneak peek, although actually there's no visuals for the listeners, but like this here, um, can you see it? It's like a kind of bizarre mountain yeah uh, it's 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 um, volcanic glaze and it kind of looks like a kind of licheny mountain it's pretty beautiful actually um it's just yeah you get a green mount the song on the first ep automatic tendencies called green mountain it was a place that mike knew when he was a kid so this whole art collection is kind of loosely themed around the ideas of like landscapes that you can't access in the lockdown like cause obviously we've all been stuck at home going crazy so we started to imagine places so green mount looks nothing like that but it. <laughs> But it's a green mount. <laughs> green mount is like a hill in Lancashire, but it doesn't look like this kind of crazy barnacled mountain. But, um, yeah, there's also... What else is in there? Oh, yeah, Sonic Healing Immersion Therapy. Have we told you about that? It's just like a random group of friends. Like It's sort of a rotating car. There's like five members of us who always do it. We call it shit for short, Sonic Healing Immersion Therapy. Um, and it's usually like... Um, we try to sort of be a bit silly with, like, improv. So we usually set up a scenario. Like, in the past, we've had, like, one person at a time come into a room and then, end, like, pass a piece of paper under a curtain and they've got, like, a smoke machine and a light shining down them. <laughs> and it's like, draw a picture of your childhood. And then we'll just improv in response to their picture. So this one has got a Sonic Healing Immersion tape with a zine that's, like, pictures that people sent to us of their dreams. <laughs> Um, and the zine's got all the pictures in that we were jamming along to. So it's quite fun. Uh, yeah, it came out right, actually. You don't know what's going to happen. So you see this kind of crazy picture of a unicorn and then it's like, go <laughs> um, and see what happens. I really like how free it is. So, yeah, if you get the you'll get that as well. Quite pleased with that. And a Polaroid, of course. Dan Parnell, our lovely friend, has done this painting. It's massive in his bedroom during the lockdown. It's kind of this pixelated landscape. Um, and he's, like, made a series of Polaroids based on that. So, bargain. (laughs) But, yeah, it's all about kind of, like, places you can't get to or, like, whether it's, like, misremembering. Maybe there's opportunities in that, but nostalgia can be dangerous. You know, it's kind of, like, they're the sorts of ideas that we were floating about with musically, and then the sort of art stuff just sort of adds to that kind of mystery, I think. Fake mountains, pixelated landscape, Polaroids, and like a dreamy tape. <laughs> but yeah, so that's that's the mix up for this one. But I'm really, I think this one might be the best one, but I think the chip port was the solid. That was just a win. That's so good. I was so happy with that. Phil, Phil really made a great fish and chip port there. Nice one, Phil. <laughs> it's been something to do as well, you know, because we can't obviously rehearse, can't do gigs, although we've got a gig in a couple of weeks. So that's a bit like, oh we still do music but we've had some rehearsals now so it's like feels a bit more normal but it's been a weird old time yeah mm. What,
3: where and when is the gig and we will edit it out if the world ends in between now and then. <laughs> <laughs> ah,
5: it's at um, the trades hall in Walthamstow it's like a working men's club just off Ho Street nice. for anyone that's nearby and it's on Friday the 30th of July and we've got Fell and Forced Fun also playing the gig so it should be really nice.
3: I just realised that this will be coming out on the 1st of August, so we will not be ah, including this. <laughs> it was a great gig
5: last
4: night, guys.
3: <laughs> great. Gig.
4: Could you just tell us how you imagine it would have gone?
3: Yeah. How, what was your favourite part of the gig that you played on the 30th of July oh, it at is... the Trades Club in Bolton? So.
5: My favourite bit was like having my very own monitor, not having to share it with anyone else. Uh, (laughs) Selfish No it'd be nice It'd be nice to like We're setting it all up It's going to be nice Because we'll actually Be able to hear ourselves Our rehearsal studio Is difficult To hear ourselves in Mm. Why do we rehearse there You ask Because Toby runs it And he fixed my bike That's why
3: You (laughs) owe him a lot of red stripe
0: Thank you to Bart and Laura for a new instalment of Lost Chats there. Always lovely to hear those too. I have to say, I think I'm going to get Laura a new microphone for her birthday, so keep an ear out for that. Thank you to the other Laura, of course, Laura Copsey from Fire Stations, who you just heard interviewed there. Fire Stations' new EP, Pixel Wilderness, is out on August 6th. It's the third and final EP in their Automatic Tendencies series, which has been a really amazing project. So many great songs and... I think the whole approach to the project has been really cool, deconstructing their new stuff, making new versions, inviting covers and remixes. You heard snippets of the EP throughout that chat and you can pick up a copy of it along with others in the series from the Lost Map web shop or from our Bandcamp. It's Bandcamp Friday on August 6th. Just saying, if you're a Post Map Club member, you'll receive a discount code which will get you a discount to everything on our Bandcamp page on that day. It's good, isn't it? Earlier in the episode, you heard a snippet of music from Angus Johnson. We invited the mysterious Angus, aka Craig Angus, of Savage Mansion, I suppose it's not that mysterious, to take part in our regular feature, First Gig, Worst Gig, where we asked musicians to tell us about the first gig they attended as a punter and the worst gig that they've ever performed themselves.
2: First gig, worst
4: gig. Hi everyone, I am uh, the soul singer Angus Johnson making my first appearance on the Lost Fat podcast for the first gig, worst gig sequence. I've just realised my hazard lights are still on. I've actually done this before on a podcast, a different one, and um, it kind of sounds like a horse, doesn't it? Maybe I could keep it on for the whole thing. I'm just galloping about. I'll turn it off. Right, cool. First band I ever saw perform live was a band called Poor Old Ben who played at the YMCA in Perth when I was really young. Maybe 10, maybe younger, maybe older. Who can say? I don't remember much about it other than it was related to the church and it took the form of an extended bandit review as well as a live performance. So there were like a few songs and questions in between really. And someone asked them a question about God and they were Luke at Best about God. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure later on they, they pointedly introduced the song as being about the hypocrisy of the church. And if I recall, the organisers were pretty polite about it. It was it was cool to be, yeah, like, you know, come to church and complain about complain about church. That's cool. But maybe it hurt them a little bit. Maybe it didn't. There was pizza. And I think the pizza was brought in from Asda. The bit at the back of the shop where they make the pizzas. But I could be getting confused over a different night. But I don't have that many anecdotes about the show, so I'll just go along with the pizza thing. And if it was as the pizza, I would probably at that age have said something about how pizza was better from Pizza Hut or Pizza Express. And this is quite funny to me because in 2021, both of those institutions have had a, a real fall from grace. And I don't think anyone would thank you to take you there. And Pizza Express especially has got a bit of a bad name there, other connotations with royal paedophiles. But the pizza's not good either. And you have to ask yourself, did the pizza get bad? Or did did, um, pizza generally get better? And did our taste buds get better? So did their pizza get bad? Or did pizza as a whole, as a cultural thing, improve? And uh, I don't know, I I have to admit, I look at what Asda do with their big pizza bit, and I think Asda, Asda maintains, and I think what's happened is the Pizza Hut and Pizza Express have let their standard slip they're going to have to try harder if they're going to win back the hearts and minds of the country. That's my take. The gig did have a profound impact on me though I went home from it and I wouldn't shut up about wanting to get a guitar which took a way, way while a couple of years I think but I did start watching the guitar based music channels instead of MTV hits and blocks and the like uh, real music inverted commas but you know generally quite a life changing experience and I believe that uh, Ian Morrison from Poor Old Ben is still quite active. I mean, I know he is, I've seen him play a couple of years back, so thanks to him and thanks to the band. Well, let's do the worst gig. And the stiff competition here, your worst gig can really be, there can be a whole bunch of reasons for it, you can just not be up for it in the day or you can be in a bad place or whatever on the day of a gig or the night of a gig, but sometimes they are just honking. One sticks out was that my first band Or one of my old bands played to nobody in St Etienne in France, which is a long, long way from home. We just played the 45-minute set to the Sound Engineer. And then during the last song, three people came downstairs with about, like, 30 seconds left. So we got one, like, round of applause at the end. Now, this would probably be the worst gig, but we ended up doing the entire set again. And by the end of the second set, there was, like, 15 or 16 people. So I think that saves it. So we'll have to go for a different gig. And the one that really jumps out is the inaugural Mugstock Festival. Um, sorry to anyone from Mugstock that's listening, but it was an absolute shit show. And we played in a garden centre, this was with Martha Fionn. We played in a garden centre in like one of those kind of shitty bandstand things that you get that's probably for sale. And there were there were more ornamental dogs than people, and it sounded terrible. And uh, worst of all, both Martha Fionn and Poor Things had been coaxed into doing the festival for free as a sort of help us get off the ground there'll be some mutual goodwill but we haven't been invited back no one really has and uh i can only conclude that we were being used to hold up somebody's vanity project which is a bit sad it was kind of galling to play a festival that had dodgy brit pops dodgy if it's gonna for um headlining making a few grand each maybe or just as a group and then you actually spending time and money to play a show to ornamental dogs which is going to take the piss. But, like all bad gigs, it was character building. And I'm thinking about it quite fondly in a van in Pennycook, wondering when the next gig will be. I look forward to doing many more bad gigs, hopefully paid, in the future. Thank you.
0: Lovely stuff from Craig there. Thank you for taking part, pal. That was first gig, worst gig. Like I mentioned earlier, Craig has released his debut material as Angus Johnson. He's a prolific dude. Over lockdown, he'd recorded a new Savage Mansion album with his band. There'll be more news on that to come later in the year. And uh, I think he found himself in a bit of a songwriting frenzy. He locked himself away in a room somewhere in deepest, darkest Perthshire at the beginning of 2021 and emerged with a whole bank of new solo material, just him and an acoustic guitar. The songs are quite personal and intimate, and I suggested to Craig that he take these ideas and collaborate with someone into electronic music just to make them sound a bit more removed from himself and different to the Savage Mansion sound and different to what people might expect from a conventional singer-songwriter sort of thing. So he got in touch with the ultra-talented Jamie Scott, who's another Glasgow-based musician. He's responsible for music with Conquering Animal sound. He's made music as Carbs and uh, as his rap alter ego, MC Almond Milk. He's a really talented producer with a good sense of humour and someone who approaches stuff quite differently. And the collaboration with Craig has really worked out. You're about to hear the nine-minute epic, Something To Be Done, which started life as a ballad and has transformed into this beautiful, triumphant, slow-build synthesiser hymn. You'll have your arms aloft by the end, I'm sure. Angus Johnson performs his first live show on Monday the 23rd of August at the Hug and Pint in Glasgow, supporting our good pal Seamus Fogarty. That promises to be a very special show indeed. Okay, thank you for listening to the Lost Map podcast. If you've enjoyed any of the music in today's show and you'd like to support us as a label, you should join our Postmap Club. Go to lostmap.com forward slash club for details. The Lost Map podcast is edited by Joe Cormack and it's made possible with support from Creative Scotland. I'd best depart my premiere in, who have not supported today's podcast. Uh, I've been Pictish Trail, thank you for listening. Hopefully I'll catch you in a field somewhere. Here is Something To Be Done by Angus Johnson.
2: I'm
1: lying to my therapist again And lying wide awake on the floor next door Figure in just what it meant could become an entire life's work in some perspective, nobody died. Well, I
2: died
1: a little inside. Something to be done, something to be done. Oh, something, something, something. tight again The doctor said they take off the edge But they might cause a rattle in the jar Well I'll try and it then once and then forevermore. And my dreams are directed cuts of a life that never will be and never was mine. Something to be done. Something to be done. Oh, something, something, something to be done. What is faith fun tested anyway? What's the problem, until it's diagnosed? What's ecstasy, unless you try it in reverse? What's loving, till it takes yet to the bridge? They're a good friend of mine The most prolific serial killer of all time Something to be done Something to be done I told many secrets and I opened up the door. And then I felt a little sick when I found it wasn't real. I think I know, think I know how Tony Soprano was supposed to feel. I'm a fool to do the dirty work, uh oh, and I was a fool to give you everything you want, something to be done, something to be done. Something, something, something To be done I was a plant Oh yeah Set planted upon the invasion Of the lovesick body that Willing to feel nothing Ever again Take a drink Recline and feel the leather of the front row seat and witness the decline for yourself. To better days, to good fortune, to good health. When you get lonely, you get bored, you get hell. Something to be done, something to be done. Oh, something, something, something to be done. Something to be done, something to be done. done. Oh, something, something, something.